Bombing down Poinsettia, Chapter 27. Black Velvet. I hadn't learned a fucking thing about women up to that point. But I was getting ready to learn something. Women are real territorial. Make no mistake about it, fellas. They're as protective as one another as they are disloyal and untrusting of one another. And women are smart as to about where you could have possibly gone if they come home and can't find you. There's a lot of you out there listening to this story right now that are fucking passing judgment on me because of that trip I took out the Whittier. And I know y'all love defending each other and passing judgment on me like I'm a shit. Yeah, and I knew it. But I was mad because Summer was in Simi Valley with Dean. In Simi Valley, against my protest, she couldn't cancel, make an excuse. She wouldn't walk away from that fucking money! Not even for me. I know I was being selfish. Excuse me. I felt like I was being selfish. We just lost a kid for the love of God and every... Core's dead. Fucking investigation was as dead as she was. Cops on the East Coast had shit. You're fucking A right. I went to Whittier to spend the night with Michelle. And my only regret is stealing that night from Michelle. Didn't take me very long to find the rap party for guys and dolls. It was at the uh, director's house. Relatively nice place up in the hills. Yeah, there were cars everywhere up and down the street, but being on the motorcycle, of course, it allowed me to park in the driveway right up front. Damn. It was a typical cast party. Young actors and actresses everywhere. Stage hands, sitting in the front yard, in the house, front porch. Just the kind you would expect after any any good production, even if it's amateur or just semi-professional. Oh, they didn't know who the fuck I was. Before I could get a word out, Michelle came bounding out of the house. She cried. Hi, darling. I responded. <laughs> I giggled, watching her stumble over cast members in her big baggy barn dress, the thermal underwear on underneath. <laughs> I hadn't seen her in months. Oh, and don't forget the big baggy sweater and yeah, cuter and shit as always. I was happy that she ran right up me, right up against me before I could get off the bike and Kissed me square on the lips. I was happy to see she had her hair pulled back. Those hazel brown eyes. Damn, she was cute. With Michelle and Janine, though, it was it was different, you know? I mean, it was like 
normal again. I can't say that I didn't like it. I just, um, I've never needed somebody like that before. I really fucking needed her that night. It wasn't a sexual thing, even though I knew it was going to be sexual. <laughs> Hard to explain. I just, because I'd never needed anybody like that before. For lack of a better fucking word, need. You know? Did I need it? She's done making her rounds, saying goodbye at the rap party. She hopped on the back of the ninja with me. We set out for the night in the hills of Whittier. I love Michelle holding me. She trusted me. Open that fucking ninja up. I was afraid because I didn't have a chain for B's Kawasaki ninja. Sorry. Like I say, for decades, I was calling it a fucking... I, I know how to drive them. Can't work on them or sell them, but I can drive them all the fucking day, okay? Anyway, I was afraid to park it in front of Michelle's house on Janine. We pulled up. Beautiful. I don't know if it'd be upper, middle class, middle class neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. Be an excellent place for a kid to grow up, it seemed, you know. And Yeah, this is where young Michelle made her bones. Sure as hell was quiet. Hey, uh. Look, Michelle, I don't have a chain for the bike or anything. Is it going to be all... She fluffed her wind-blown hair, she assured me. Oh, it'll be fine here. Come on in. All right. No point in beating you to death with dialogue. You know what happened. I'll give you a brief summary just the same. We went in. We made a drink. Her mom was out of town, all right. I didn't know about her dad too much. I think he was back in Chicago or something. As long as he wasn't here in Whittier kicking my ass, I didn't give a shit. After the drinks, we kissed by the small mini bar, and she instructed me to go to her room, pointing down the hall to a room that was already kind of lit up. Lit up. Not like an overhead light or even a lamp. No. I walked into Michelle's room cute little corner room and little corner windows. I could see it all because of the nightlight. Yes, suddenly I felt like a total fucking pervert. I felt like a... I was less than three years older than her, okay? But I still... I felt like a dirty, filthy fucking pervert after all I'd been doing. All I'd been involved in. You know how difficult it was to go to bed with her? It wasn't real difficult. But I struggled psychologically a little bit, okay? And look, just to get it out of the way, I wasn't afraid of giving her something or having anything myself at all to give. 
Folks, I knew Summer at that point real well. She didn't drink. She didn't smoke. She didn't cuss. She took a bath every day. She groomed well. She was always fucking gorgeous, took care of her skin, took extra care of her fucking teeth, maniacal about her teeth. But more importantly, if she was going to do what she was going to do, she was going to make sure there was as much shield between her and them men as possible. She was a condom freak, except with me. It's not wishful thinking, it's what happened. And I knew it to be true when it did. I was a selfish kid, but I wasn't that fucking selfish. I, I just wouldn't have been there if I, if I thought I ever would have hurt Michelle. And that's the fucking truth. Anyway, we went to bed, and I felt like a pervert when I saw the fucking nightlight. I mean, the nightlight wasn't the only thing. There was a mere vanity across the room from a fairly large day bed. Oh. A day bed covered in pillows and blankets. It was all girlied up. Please tell me this is your kid sister's bed. We're not fucking on this, are we? That's what I wanted to ask, but I didn't. It was a train wreck of emotions for me. Yeah. <laughs> Completely corrupted by an erection. That's right. She had gone to the restroom, like women always do before this thing, for God only knows what. And I'd been instructed to get undressed and wait in the day bed. She didn't say day bed. She just said wait in my bed. She didn't tell me it was barely above a crib. I didn't feel that guilty. I knew she was of legal age. Yeah, my clothes were off. Well, okay. Presumptuous is a real good term to have in your back pocket, just nice and handy if you ever have to deal with me, because I'm all over the fucking place, folks. I had an erection. I was ready to go to town. I had driven a long ways to go to bed with this young woman, but I went to bed with my fucking tidy whities on, still unsure if this was really going to go through or not, if I was good enough. Oh, my God. Because I wasn't. Even though we had kissed in the living room over drinks, my insecure ass was still in my tidy whities That's right. That's why I was surprised when I turned around in the bed, and there she was, completely naked. Michelle on Janine. Wow. Was she freaking flawless. I won't go into that either. She just had one knee up on the corner of her day bed. Huh. Is there room in there for me? She said, smiling. Yes, yes. Sorry. I said, ripping my panties off and <laughs> pulling her into bed with me. Next morning, I woke up alone. Sun wasn't quite up yet. It was pretty groggy because I'd slept so fucking hard. I almost forgot where I was. Yeah, for some reason, it was just so comfortable in that soft fucking day bed. I rubbed my eyes and sat up. Michelle? Called out. About that time, she rounded the corner. Still naked, yay. Hey, Britt, you better get up, she insisted. Is everything okay? I asked, swinging my legs with the daybed. I don't know, she said, leaning down, giving me a kiss. 
I had the ringer off all night, but I kept hearing the answering machine click, and I just checked it a second ago. Yeah? I asked a little confused. On that, she reached over, grabbed my hand, pulled me off her day bed, and led me into the den. I just think you need to hear who's been calling all night. We both walked naked into the den, and I watched her kneel down and push play on the answering machine. Oh, shit. I whispered out loud. If you get in and you've seen him, would you please call me? Thanks. From her crouching position, Michelle looked up at me. There's more. Hi, Michelle. It's summer. Would you call me when you get this message, please? I'm sorry, Michelle. No, you didn't do anything, she replied. Yeah, I did. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm sorry, baby. Upon that, Michelle stood up next to me, and I dutifully stood there, and I listened to that final message. Michelle, this is Summer. I just got off the phone with Barrick, and he told me that Britt might have gone to a rap party in Whittier, maybe. Is he with you? It shocked the fuck out of me when she said that. Why would she say that? I thought to myself. I'm not with Michelle. Because that's not what it was. I can't explain the feelings. I just know that suddenly... I wasn't afraid of being in trouble. I was afraid that I might have... Hurt Summer. I really felt that way. I asked Michelle if I could use her shower before I left. She led me there and... Well... An old tip Summer passed to me along the way was never use soap when you're showering up at someone else's house. Straight tap water's just fine. Yeah. You don't ever want to let anybody know you've been anywhere. God. I was fucked up, man. After I was dressed, Michelle walked me out wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Before leaving, I hugged her. And we just peck kiss the corner of each other's mouths. I'm sorry, Michelle. I never should have come out here, I said, climbing on the bike. Are you kidding me? She shrugged. It was fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Well, I needed it, and I just hated leaving before breakfast. Like Michelle always said. Love life too, Brit, party in sometimes. It was a long fucking drive. 
San Gabriel, East L.A., back to Hollywood. Drive back was cloudy, gloomy, a little chilly. As usual, the cool air caused tears to roll towards the back of my head. I just knew I'd fucked up our relationship. I had destroyed the relationship with the only woman I'd ever really loved like that. Yeah, I was already going back and forth. How I could be so fucking stupid leaving my goddamn address book, one, on the kitchen counter, but two, why well, I conducted that party in the first fucking place. Oh, I didn't regret it, and I'd prove that down the road. I think Michelle would too, but that's not the point. The point is, I didn't know it was right anymore, nor give a shit, I think. I wasn't for sure yet. I just didn't want to lose summer. But then I got to thinking, hey, what the fuck is she doing home? It was really early by Hollywood standards, like fucking early, early, 8.30, Yeah, she was supposed to spend the night with Dean out in Simi Valley. I missed out on something. Had Dean hopefully been hit by a car, get jumped, and happened to get his fucking brains blown out? Is Dean absent a stiffy because he became one? That'd be nice. That's what I'm asking here. I'm just glad you're home. Is I going to be able to say that? Park B's bike. Over at Alta Vista, I didn't even take the keys upstairs. I hauled ass straight over to fucking um, Poinsettia. Summer's lying on the couch barefoot, still wearing the dress from the night before when I unlocked the door and walked in. Immediately she jumped to her feet, making her way to where I was standing. Stop! She bellowed. I just closed the door and was next to the fish tank. What? I grumbled. She stood with her legs apart firmly, putting both hands up. You're not coming in here until you drop your pants, she announced. What? I questioned. Drop your pants, Britt. She never looked at me like that before. As uncomfortable as it was, I set my motorcycle keys on the mica top of that fucking overpriced saltwater aquarium and... Summer, what are you talking about? In anger, she immediately grabbed the front of my jeans, undid the top button, started trying to undo the zipper. Undo your pants! Shocked the fuck out of me. I didn't know what she was doing. I was checking her hands for knives and shit. She was pissed. Okay, I said, pulling her hands away. I undid my pants, and I pulled them down. Underwear, too. She demanded, dropping to her knees. As I began to pull them down, she jerked them down past my knees. And she did something no woman has ever done to me before. She began smelling all over me. It was the most foreign thing that had ever happened to me. No, it wasn't anything like me lying in her spot in the bed and smelling her and smelling her pillow and all that. It was nothing like that. Her nose glided over my stomach, my crotch. She even smelled my hands. 
I guess she forgot about that. No using soap in the shower tip she had mentioned. When the sniff test was done, she stood up facing me. You took a shower, she charged. I looked down playing the confused game. Yeah, last night when I went out. Before I even completed the sentence, she was already shaking her head. No, Brett, stop. You took one this morning. Right, to this day, I still don't know how the hell she figured that during the shower at Michelle's. I'd use no soap, like I said. But I thought I knew Summer. I guess Summer knew me, too. Brit! She yelled. I'm not stupid. I stepped by her into the apartment, pulled my pants up. A complete loss for words. I know. I know you're not stupid, I said, turning to face her. Summer had me. She crossed over as I stood in front of the love seat. How many times did you have sex there? She demanded. Tell me. I was embarrassed. I looked down at the coffee table. She reached over, finger under my chin, pulled up. How many times? Summer was irrelevant. I wasn't going to answer. I'm sorry. That's all I could bring myself to say. I'm sorry. I don't remember closing my eyes, but I'm guessing I did because I didn't see the slap coming. Sure as hell felt it. It was a hard, wide-open hand slap with a complete broad side. My fucking face, my ear, my jaw. I would have thought she had had a paddle in her. I didn't know her hand was that big. I'll take any blow to the back. And a two-week-long bruise from a goddamn police flashlight on Highland Avenue before I'll take another slap like that shit. Oh, it fucking hurt. It would have gotten any man's attention. The high-pitched ringing, screaming, molten lava boiling on the side of my fucking face and jaw. I couldn't. I didn't react at all I just took it I didn't so much as let out a groan I had lots of practice at that shit just fucking take it it hurt like a motherfucker but I reacted zero know why I had it coming. I didn't realize it then, but summer wasn't an illusion. There was never any misconception, and I had absolutely no fucking place to feel sorry for myself. From day goddamn one, 
I knew what Summer did. Dove into the snake pit just the fucking same. Because I loved her. She didn't force me to live with her. I just loved her. I couldn't count the number of times I'd sat outside a fucking... Not knowing what you're doing in there. I'm sorry. Who the fuck was Dean? Who the fuck was he? He was just another goddamn dick with a bunch of money. She's eventually going to get everything she could out of him and walk on him. Burn him like she always did. I was the only thing genuine to her, obviously. And maybe even she even saw me as a way out and I let her down. But fucking that girl. For whatever reason, I was, I guess I was wrong. And I knew it. I sat down in the chair after she hit me. My ear, my cheek, my jaw, my fucking eye continued to throb like a motherfucker. (laughs) I did not complain, though. Summer really tagged my ass, man, but she stood next to that chair a few seconds before walking into the kitchen. When she turned the corner, I reached up and rubbed the side of my face. I had to, it really fucking hurt. I heard the sink run, and then she returned and placed a freshly rinsed dish rag in my hand and then pushed my hand up on my face. Screw your face, baby, said quietly. Pulled it back, looked at the rag, spread it out over both hands and raised it to the side of my whole head. (laughs) To my surprise, she felt her knees in front of me. I couldn't look at her. Instead, I started to cry. I'm sorry, baby. I'm really sorry. It was the first time I'd ever really cried in front of her. I didn't let her see me cry. We lost her baby because I didn't want to scare her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hit you like that. She cried back. I fucking deserve it, baby. I'm I'm fucking deserve it. No, you don't. She sobbed. I've been leaving you here by yourself. No, I'm sorry, I was I was just mad at you and felt like you loved Dean, not me anymore. I don't love him, Brad. I love his money. What are you doing here? It suddenly dawned on me. I watched the summer. Pulled her feet out from underneath her butt and sat down on the floor, laying her head on the side of my leg. I pushed her hair back and stroked the side of her face. She cried. What's wrong, baby? What are you doing here? She wiped tears from her eyes and looked up at me. I just wanted to surprise you. I just wanted to come home. Found out later at summer it made Dean drive her all the way home from Simi Valley when she couldn't get a hold of me. God, of all the wrong fucking times to play a mistress card, it really surprised me that the whole Michelle thing was something we was able to put behind us, like, overnight. 
Yeah. Like I said, summer could turn shit on and off. Me? Not quite there yet. It's a fucking emotional basket case. I mean, summer had offered me other women in the past. So see, I didn't understand... Kind of, I understood, but not really, why spending the night with Michelle would piss her off so bad. Especially since Michelle was for free. Yeah. And she was out anyway, spending the night with another guy. I mean, I don't want to get into that argument, but it's a question. I had to fucking try to come to terms with somehow, but I never could. She wanted to have a threesome with B with me. I don't know how that... I, I didn't even get in on the agreement, but the, her and B had worked it out. Yeah, she offered me the stripper at my 20th birthday party. What, barcode sex is okay, but if if I find some on the street, the answer is no? Ha! Ah! As fucked up as that is to say, it's true. She was in control. Now she wasn't, and it threatened her, and it scared her, and it fucking should have, because she hurt me, and I was allowed to be fucking hurt. Maybe I was wrong for what I did, but she knew I'd never leave her for Michelle, but she knew I was fucking lonely. The next several days, we hardly left the apartment. Matter of fact, I don't think we hardly ever put clothes on. It was just great being together again. I mean, she had so much money bankrolled we didn't answer the fucking phone no i i i did go out and work yeah until she made me quit and my last two gigs was where i got to trade shoes with brandon frazier and some reshoots school ties and then um that was in 29 poem and then um minute work with emilio estevez he was directing it and i gotta hang out yeah fucking suck they shot it at club lingerie and then cut the whole fucking scene. Anyway, long story short, my acting career, Summer had had enough of that. It had kept me out of life so much, you know, that she demanded I quit. So I did. The regret part? Well, we'll get into that a little further down the fucking road, okay? Right now, let's move along. We got her favorite Asian takeout, ham hung, you bet. Rented some like it hot from Warehouse Video, and we just spent a couple of weeks at home together, and it was fucking great. Had sex crazy all over the apartment, all over the building for that matter, I think even on the roof once. Now, this is not story filler shit, okay? I'm going somewhere with this, so just stay with me. I'm not going into graphic detail, I'm just telling you, we were doing it a lot, and being that we were all over the building, including the hot tub down in the basement, you know, when you're down there at 1130 and you have, like, no clothes on at all and you're on the side of the hot tub just completely naked, you better pray nobody walks in or a homeless guy doesn't walk by the glass doors or there's so many things that could go wrong, but <laughs> instead... I came up with a great idea. I thought, here we are, having so much fun, having sex. We enjoy having sex. She has got such an amazing body. 
her beautiful big breasts and her beautiful hips and her gorgeous flawless butt and legs. Ah! Not to mention her beautiful face. Auburn hair angel. Like I say, you take a young Vivian Lee and, um, I wonder if we could make money doing this without getting in to the porn industry. My brain started wondering because, if I remember correctly, the Los Angeles Museum downtown had just had an art exhibit of two men fooling around. Well, if they could do that in a fucking art exhibit, surely, I thought, Summer and I could do it for cash, privately. In homes. Live. Voyeuristic sex show. Trying to come up with ideas. Anything I could to keep her from fucking going back out to Dean's. Somehow. The Oklahoma kid come up with the brilliant idea in California. That we should put on live sex acts. For money. Black Velvet. That's right. That was the name of the ad I put in the L.A. Weekly. Sure, Black Velvet was my ad. Excuse me, our ad. Yeah, no, I wasn't black. I don't think my wiener was anywhere near the size of some black dudes, but I was afraid I'd get in trouble for some kind of copyright infringement if I used Blue Velvet, which was my favorite movie at the time. If that makes any fucking sense at all. Sounded better than yellow velvet. Brown velvet, where you want people to shit on you. Red velvet sounded too black. Okay? I'm not fucking stupid. So did purple velvet, so I steered clear of those colors. Yeah, I went through the whole Crayola box, bitches. Don't give me any shit. Black velvet worked didn't make any sense, but it worked. I got accused of stealing the name from another white couple. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah, after I put the ad in, they called me a bitchin' that I'd stole their ad. And steal shit from you, and by the way, I bet my dick is bigger than your man's. Fuck off, bitch, and I hung up on her. And so, I put the ad in LA Weekly, and believe you me, the fucking phone started ringing almost immediately. Summer and I both sat down and agreed what the ground rules would be before we went out on these calls. $200 a person, $300 a couple. No touching. No touching at all. I can swing from the rafters, Summer would say. They just don't get to touch us. That's right. They just didn't get to touch us. After putting the ad out, you got to weed through cops and just assholes that want to really try to get away with touching and getting involved for a low, low price of only 200 but nope. But eventually, legitimate calls started coming in. Literally. Vice President of Capitol Records. I will say that. I did say that. I am saying that. I won't tell you his name because, quite frankly, I can't fucking remember, but he was certainly proud of his title when he 
called the ad and invited us to his hotel on fucking Highland Avenue next to Arby's of all fucking places. Here you go, baby. Summer said, cracking a beer and handing it to me before we left. What's this for? Your nerves. I'm sure I'll be okay. Drink it. Well, I took a breath and looked at her. We were both prettied up, looking decent, like a couple of fucking whores. Yeah. <laughs> I downed the beer. I knew deep down she was right. This wasn't no bathtub in Strasburg's class. I was getting ready to go have sex with a woman for money in Hollywood. Listening to Bombing Down Poinsettia, guys. This, of course, copywritten text owned by Joke Man Productions LLC. Thanks for listening to my fucking story, guys. I love you. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'm going to take a week off. You don't mind spending time with family. I know you want to do that too, so. Burn your shit solid. I'll see you after Thanksgiving. Tell me, bye, Candios, me amigos. Chapter 28 on the way. Don't
of the